Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you're listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it and always some education along the way. Oh, good morning world. Shelley Shearer here and I'm sorry the podcast is late this week. Um, I've missed you. I know that seems weird. You think this lady talks to a microphone and we all listen from around the world and we're total strangers. But you know what? There's a connection. Energetically, I know that someone out there is listening to my voice right now, hopefully gleaning some wisdom, sharing my life experiences, and perhaps learning something in their own. And I can't tell you how amazing that usually makes me feel. Actually, it always makes me feel amazing. But when I'm late like this, then it's like, hmm, kind of something's missing in my week. And I was a little late because I thought I was going to do an interview yesterday and it's been postponed. So now here I am doubly late. I've got a great guest coming on next week who is going to talk about ionized alkaline water. This is something that I'm very passionate about and for health reasons and educating myself in fully as much as I can. It's a huge learning experience, but hydrogen water is becoming the new emerging technology for health and wellness. And although it's certainly not new to countries like Japan and Korea, North America it is. And since we have really truly have water crises in this country that we are completely blind to, Especially, now let me rephrase that or backtrack that, especially considering we live in a country, if some of you are listening to me from other countries, which I know I have listeners that do, and you can't drink tap from your water, you must look at, think, listen to me and go, is she kidding me? It's true. I am very fortunate, but my water is still full of toxic chemicals. Chlorine is a poison. It may kill bacteria, but it is. And water supplies only require, uh, our, our governments only require the water supply companies to you know, kind of control about 98 of the 80,000 contaminants that are out there. So it's kind of crazy, actually, what's getting into our drinking water. And aside from that, we're too acidic. Aside from that, the ionization is an antioxidant. There is just so much. So next week, we are going to talk to someone that knows a heck of a lot more than I do and uh, give you guys all some education if you're interested. But today I want to talk about what are you trying to prove? This was not even close to what I was going to talk about today, but it's just so interesting the things that drop across my plate in a week and how it changes the things I'm going to talk about. So in the meditation book today, that was Tuesday's topic, which I usually podcast on Tuesdays and today's Thursday. What are you trying to prove? She talks about you don't have to prove anything to anyone. And this is something that sort of came to light for me yesterday, maybe not quite in the same vein, but just thinking about other, what other people think of you and, and that sort of thing. And I'll, use, I'll tell you an example about what happened in, in just a minute. We don't even need to prove things to ourselves. And the, the wonderful thing about getting older, I turned 53 last week, is I've really noticed the last decade how much more I enjoy day-to-day life, how much less stress I have, the things I do not carry on about that I used to. And that's going to be that particular point is what happened in a, in a Facebook group I was in yesterday. Our subconscious desire to prove ourselves may be hiding at the root of a lot of our fears. We don't realize exactly sometimes what's driving us to think and behave a certain way. Well, here's a segue. Here's a perfect example. How to fight with my husband. This was, I wasn't even thinking of this, but as soon as I read the sentence, I realized, example, We've had a really bad experience in our house the last week or two. We took in a renter that 
didn't let us know that he was bipolar and had, was cold turkeying off antipsychotic drugs. So, oh my gosh, he was a disaster after four days of not sleeping. He was having a complete break. Plus, he is an alcoholic that's not under care, like a true alcoholic. He barely gets through a workday without drinking. The second he's off work, it's straight to the liquor store. He knows he shouldn't drink. Bipolar people tend to have a lot of issues with uh, dependencies because they self-medicate. And we have a bipolar son for those of my listeners. If you're new that don't know that, but we do, and we've dealt with this, and he's very functioning, very high functioning, in fact. But a lot of education, a lot of time, and a lot of uh, training and patience and counseling went into that result. And it's a struggle for him every single day. But this young man absolutely was just not what he portrayed himself to be. And we had to ask him to leave the home. A couple reasons. One, we have a lovely teenage girl here that's living with us right now. And although I have separate suites in my house, I still wasn't comfortable with that. Also, we are drinkers. My husband in particular is quite a heavy social drinker. And I have a wine cellar that is unlocked um, on his side of the house because it's a common, common area. We just were temptation personified. In fact, unbeknownst to us, the first week he was here, he was drinking with the three of those nights. I had social stuff going on and people in from another country visiting. The wine just kept flowing and then the mango, magnus, uh, mango madnesses kept flowing by the fire pit. We had no idea we had an alcoholic in the house at all and so we were literally sending him down the drain not even realizing because he didn't disclose this to us so that was sort of some trauma that we had this week but what happened was with my husband while we were fighting was something in his subconscious that drives his behavior our renter paid us for the entire month starting may 23rd we found out two days later when we saw no food going into the refrigerator that he'd had no money for for food So instead of just giving him 200 bucks back like I wanted to do and letting him have grocery money and then I'll just deduct it from his June rent, my husband insisted that we give him all his rent back except for the the 10 days he was with us and new rent could come on uh, June 1st. I was very against this because I'd already could see a kid that wasn't managing his money. He didn't need that kind of cash in his pocket and he was getting paid in 10 days so he would have what he needed to pay his rent and feed himself again. But my husband's inability to not seem like the good guy and just he has some subconscious need at times to make sure that I don't think he's stupid. I know this is pretty blunt and this is pretty personal stuff I'm putting out here, but you need to be aware in a relationship what you're dealing with. I love my husband to death. He is a wonderful support system for what I need in my life, but he has a ton of insecurities and, uh, that shows up in his decision-making process over and over and over again. So he does not listen to me and I will not fight him in public because he doesn't want to be embarrassed. So he digs in and puts his foot down, whether he's right or wrong, he doesn't care. So two things happened. We gave a kid that we didn't know with a alcohol problem, $600 cash money that normally he does not never had. And he went out and blew it on booze, a good portion of it. Because the next night he found him drunk with his friends. Then June 1st, by June 1st, we found out that there were issues and he couldn't stay, but we didn't ask him to leave till the 5th. He now hasn't paid rent. Now he's got $600 cash and a cash paycheck and he hasn't paid rent anywhere. Off he goes. He phones me last night, kind of like as a a call to say, hey, Shelly, help me. Um, I'm drunk. Oh my gosh. So we did no good for that young man because my husband's stubbornness and his inability to take counsel 
isn't there because he has his own subconscious issues. I'm aware of them. He's not aware of them. Now, I'm going to tell you what the last two days have been like. My husband's in a mood and he's barely speaking to me because he's internalizing right now that yes, he fucked up, excuse my French. And now someone's paying the price for that. And he realizes in his own behavior that this knee jerk reaction is unhealthy. He's way too old and, and too mature to be dealing with this kind of stuff. But you know what? Lots of people are. I have a 78 year old mother that still knee jerks and has no desire or wish in her life to grow bigger, grow beyond herself, become wiser at all. She's the same person she has been when she turned 30, really 25. And that is where her mindset has stayed. My father's not much different. Some of that stuff is generational. But if you truly want a better life, a higher functioning life, you have got to stay open to new ideas. You have got to look at your behavior and understand why you do the things you do. So question, what are you trying to prove? Keith is always trying to prove that he's the nice guy. So he does the stupidest stuff sometimes. He's done it for the 18 years we've been together because that need to be liked for him is so strong and so subconscious that he makes bad decisions a lot of the time based on that need. I can understand it. I had it myself for years until I realized what I was doing. And then it was like, you know what? What I had to learn was not be liked. That's a tough thing. I'm not going to lie. That is not a nice thing when people don't like you. But I had to learn to be true to myself and to make better decisions that were better for me, not about how someone else thought about me. I didn't have anything to prove to other people any longer. That is growth. Okay. Maybe, and this is something that definitely applies to me. We feel we need to earn our place, earn our right to be here. Like we're being watched and judged and graded. No, I've got, I'm not going to lie in my thirties, you know, the Joneses attitude, keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, I was very insecure. I've podcasted about this before, but my lack of formal education, I have some, but not to the extent that almost 80% of my close inner circle and mentors have. I almost every single one of my close friends has a full university degree, if not a second uh, or a master's. And I do not, I am an entrepreneur and I took the bits of education that I had in three different areas. And I went out and made a career for myself, but it made me very insecure when I was younger. It no longer makes me insecure at all. I haven't given someone a resume in 20 years because my work experience and my knowledge speaks for itself. But that insecurity and that trying to prove myself just like my husband's knee jerk stuff makes him make kind of dumb decisions. I did the same thing. It stopped me from doing a lot of things, making certain friends, involving myself in certain social aspects or, or uh, areas because I felt less. I felt less. We also do this with our body. And this is the story I'm going to tell you about the lady. Um, we don't feel as beautiful, as perfect as the next person. First of all, perfection is a big fat lie. Okay. All the models are airbrushed. They don't eat. Okay. Most of them. So just that's, we've got to let that stuff go, but I'll come back to that in a minute. You don't need to prove yourself to anyone. You're just fine. The way you are, you have energy, vitality. You have very particular gifts. I have very particular gifts. And here it is in my fifties where I'm finally focusing on those gifts. Well, you know what? This is stuff I should have got to at 25, but you know, better late than never. You have talents and you have been learning your lessons right through your life. 
I'll read her, um, in case for my new listeners who don't know what I'm reading from, Melody Beattie, Journey to the Heart, is a wonderful book. If you are into meditation or daily quotes, highly recommend ordering it, audio or, or written. I prefer the written because they're short and I just quickly open the book and want to read it. I don't want to listen to something and uh, because it's kind of a daily thing a little mantra that I go through and I use it a ton for podcasting. So let's talk about what happened yesterday. I'm in a, I'm in a Facebook group. Now this Facebook group is for a um, particular diet that I'm following for a couple of following for a couple of weeks to reset my metabolism and cleanse out my body because I just was kind of struggling with, with some other things because of a new protocol I started for my fibromyalgia. It was letting, I was getting some cravings and I was gaining a bit of weight. Well, I needed to kind of clean that out and get my blood sugar back regular. I can't, sorry, just an explanation. I take a supplement that has just been brilliant for me for a number of years now that keeps my blood sugar, my hypoglycemia under control, and I don't gain weight. Like I don't, I watch very carefully what I eat, don't get me wrong, but you know, an extra three to 500 calories in my diet every couple of days does not affect me. My system's very level and it has been for years. Well, that particular supplement had to go bye-bye when I went on a new protocol for my fibro called guaifenesin because it had a plant oil in it that blocks the guaifenesin from working. Oh my gosh, my life has been full of this actually for the past month. Well, I go off it, sugar cravings all of a sudden within a month, I'm like craving everything in sight. I've gained some weight. I'm thinking, what is going on here? Anyways, that's just a little medical segue. I'm in this group for this other thing I'm doing for two weeks just to kind of get things reset and, and get my body under control. And this lady, most of these people are in there about losing, you know, significant amounts of weight. I need to lose 15 pounds. Whoopie do. It's nothing. Uh, and five of it's all that's real. The other 10 is actually weight that I've been carrying for years. Didn't, not even really that concerned about it. But I thought, hey, while I'm at it, how about we try and get rid of these little stores back of my arms, inside of my thighs that go with the whole post-menopause weight shite. So sure, I'm giving it a try. Anyways, back to the story. This poor lady went down a dress size, went and bought herself a bathing suit, and when she was in the store, she tried it on with a bra. And of course, when we're wearing a brassiere, we're all lifted and supported. Well, she gets home, she tries it on without her bra, and she's got that little roll of back fat. And she literally lost it. I was actually a little devastated just listening, watch, reading the post going, seriously, that... Because I, you need to move past that. And I have moved past that in my life, but I do remember what it was like being obsessed with that kind of stuff. And I, my heart went out to her, but the same token, I was also just a little bit impatient going, that's, cr- are you kidding me? <laughs> we focus way too much on the negative aspects about our bodies and our personalities and our lives. She probably has great legs. I have terrible legs. In fact, so I went on the website and gave her some words of encouragement and hopefully made her giggle a little bit, but she's literally in tears. Her husband goes upstairs and texts her from upstairs because he was, she was not listening to him in the living room that he loves her and she's perfect just the way she is. Now that's a keeper, by the way. But she was so obsessed with this little roll on her back. It's like, are you kidding me? That may be there forever. You may lose another 20 pounds and you may just genetically have back fat. No different than my, my legs, which I will tell you about in two seconds. That kind of stuff needs to be let go. Those things are not important in life. They aren't. I'm sorry just to be blunt and if I'm sounding a bit impatient, those things are not important, Okay quit stopping living your life, doing what you want to do, wearing the bathing suit, going on the vacation, eating that treat 
because of some minor physical hang-up you have. Let it go. So I sent her a message saying, listen, kiddo, you got to let that kind of stuff go. Perfection is not true. You know, everything's airbrushed. Let me tell you about me. I spent, you know, 20 years being obsessed about this kind of stuff. I have short little stocky legs. They are not really that attractive. Uh, and I have cankles. If you don't know what that is, I don't have an ankle really. My calf kind of goes right into my foot. So I'm kind of, I'm thick. My legs are thick from the waist down and they're short. So honestly, I just don't have great legs. You never see me running around in short skirts unless I'm wearing a mid skirt with heels. It is not my best look, but let me tell you what I do have. I have a really small waist for a 53 year old. I've always had it. It was 24 inches when I was small, younger. That waist is still slim. I have no back fat. I have good broad shoulders and a great rack. There you go. You can laugh at that one. Yes, I have a great rack for my age. It's genetic. I get it from my mom. Thrilled to have it. And guess what? I dress around that. Guess what I've discovered at 53? Nobody sees my cankles. Nobody cares. No one sees my bat wings on the back of my arms. Granted, I just don't flaunt them out there all the time. But when I'm in a bathing suit, I can tell you what people see, what I realize, because this is feedback people give me. All people see is I'm walking towards someone, especially a guy, and all they see is a middle-aged woman with a fantastic waistline and a great rack, <laughs> okay? I had to learn to accept that, that it's like, celebrate the positives, but let go of the limitations and the negatives. It's just, you have nothing to prove to anybody. You quit comparing yourself to other people. Work with what you've got and have joy in it. And make sure, I guess I was gonna say this is really matter, but you know what? I happen to be married to a guy that's not a leg guy. <laughs> he just isn't. He really doesn't even notice him in other women. But let me tell you, he's a boob guy. So for him, my figure still turns him on. That's all that matters. All that That's all that matters. There's men out there that don't give a, a rat's butt about this kind of stuff. Or you've got guys that are leg guys. And then you've got women that are all thick through the waist and have these fantastic legs. Wear swing skirts. Wear those beautiful, lovely A-line skirts that swing around your kneecaps, show off those legs, and don't worry about the bulges around your middle. Just wear something smooth that doesn't, doesn't accent it. There, you dress with for what you have. It's a huge part of, but you know what? I've been doing that since my 20s. I was very fortunate to be raised by a mother who was, was a groomer, and I learned to groom as well. I learned to dress well, and I learned to dress well for my body type. Big, big, big believer in that, okay? So this poor woman, um, just so obsessed over a little role and was bawling her eyes out. And I just, my heart broke for her because that kind of stuff, let it go. Okay. So there's, there's some pretty, you know, blunt, <laughs> slightly revealing bits of information about my life today. Probably more than you probably needed to know. But if I don't make it real, if I can't share authentically what's going on in my life and my struggles, I just can't see how you're going to relate to that because that's what I want you to do. I want you to relate to it and understand that you're not alone. These are things everybody deals with. It doesn't matter if I had a PhD and I was Tony Robbins and coaching at $5,000 a minute. Everyone puts their legs on pants on one leg at a time and we all have issues. I'm going to close with actually whatever Melanie's got on her book today. Let go of the need to prove yourself to others to parents, I'm going to say that twice, to parents, one of my issues, people from the past, people in your life today, could it be the one you've really been trying to prove something to is yourself? The answer is simple. Learn to approve of yourself.
That was the problem with this lady. She had no approval and love for her own body, the body that God gave her that keeps her walking and takes her out in the world every single day. Love and accept yourself the way you are today. Then step right up and take your place in the universe. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.